On today's episode of Locked on NHL, we've got a coach re-signing, we've got more salary cap gymnastics, and we have a broken defenseman. We're going to talk about all of that on today's edition of Locked on NHL. Your Locked on NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, you are listening to or watching another edition of Locked on NHL. It is Western Conference Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning in and for making this your first listen of the day. My name is Sarah, host of Locked on Kings, one half of Locked on NHL Wednesday edition, joined as always by Jess, host of Locked on Flames, the other half of Locked on NHL Western Conference Wednesday edition. And today... We get to talk about one of our favorite things, which is dunking on Vegas. Yes. Because Mark Stone may or may not be coming back tonight. Uh, Math, how does it work? We're going to talk about that today. Uh, We're going to talk about the reports that the Anaheim Ducks are re-signing Dallas Eakins, much to the annoyance of much of the Ducks fan base. And uh, we will talk about the Kings announcement that Drew Doughty is out for the season, uh, also much to the chagrin of much of the Kings fan base. So, uh, Let's uh let's actually just start with Duncan on Vegas time. Let's get the fun oh, one yeah. out of the way, right? Let's do it. Yeah. So Mark Stone, uh, the rumor is that he could uh, come back uh, tonight as we're uh, recording this. So Tuesday night, he's going to be a game time decision for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they are playing Vancouver. Uh, Vegas needs help. <laughs> they need all the help they can get at this point, which may be why they're like, hey, Mark Stone, you ready? Right. Ready to come back uh, because if you look at the standings, uh, currently Vegas is just outside the playoff picture. They are just outside of that last wild card spot in the West. Uh, yeah, right. Oh, darn. Uh, but he could be coming back, which means more salary cap gymnastics because, of course, it does. So I was just reading an article. Um, from SB Nation's Nights on Ice. And it's not like they need to move like a couple hundred thousand dollars, right? Uh, They could move that to my bank account if they wanted. That's perfectly fine. But they need, they only have like $5 million in available cap space. And with Stone's cap hit, it's 9.5 million. So I don't know what this means. I don't know if they thought the trade deadline was going to be, you know, a little bit more successful for them. So they would be able to avoid this problem. And part of me hopes that GMs were really petty Mm -hmm. and said, no, we helped you during, and we helped you enough during the expansion draft. We don't want to help you anymore. Um, But that's just me. That's why I will never be a general manager and probably an awful business person because I do things out of spite. But (laughs) how on earth could they make this work? Yeah. Like they, 
if I'm reading Cap Friendly right, which is always a chance I'm not, um, <laughs> if I'm reading it right, at this current moment, they have about $5 million in cap space, which includes all the banked, long-term injured, reserve, whatever, all of that nonsense. Mark Stone's cap hit is $9.5 million. I know there's always like weird gymnastics with like things get prorated or whatever, but they don't, they don't have, like even, even if you're prorating things, they don't have the space for him. Um, right now on long-term injured reserve, they have Riley Smith, Brett Howden, Nick Haig, and Jake Bischoff all on long-term injured reserve. Um, they're running out of players who are hurt, who they can put out there. Um, they've got Laurent Brassois, the backup goalie who, uh, at the end of March was said, he's not even close to returning. Uh, his cap hit is like two, 2.4, essentially 2.325 million dollars. So that's 2 million. William Carrier is also not close to returning. Uh, his cap hit is not a whole ton, I don't think. Um, so, like, I, I don't know. They they have to trade, like, trade? So, like, I don't understand. Like, yeah, I, I don't understand what they're going to do. Even if they, like, start reassigning guys to the minors, um, they have a couple guys who are up right now on emergency loans. Like that's a couple million dollars. Once you add them all up, like I, I, I don't, I mean, I don't feel bad for them because no. it's Vegas. I don't feel bad for them, but like, I do feel bad for like the poor, like spreadsheet person who has to figure this out. Like I don't envy them, but no. it's also a problem of their own making. So I feel like zero sympathy towards it. Right. Like they thought that they were going to be able to, you know, beat the system and whatnot, but it came back to bite them in the butt. And I figured that the playoffs started, started very soon. Mm-hmm. Again, no concept of time, no sort of anything. They don't start until like May, the yeah. first of May or yeah. whatever, like that first week. So it's not like Mark Stone can like milk this right for that much longer right right because he's he's traveling with the team the fact that they're calling it a game time decision means that he's basically ready to come back um and you know for for vegas as a team who is you know as we said struggling they're not in a playoff position at this point like they want mark stone back like he is the heart and soul of that team he is a fantastic hockey player as frustrating as he is to play against um, and they need him. They have been hurting without him. He's missed basically most of the season with this back injury. Uh, they want him. They need him back. But yeah, this is this. They have you know. This is the like you 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 messed around and now you found out. Like, right. These are the consequences of your own actions here. And I I don't know where they thought they would just magically get the rest of his cap. Mm-hmm. from especially because it is a good chunk of money yeah like trade dad and off again right like do you want to try that again right like, it didn't... i know he wouldn't be able to play yeah if it's to a playoff team or he, i don't even think he'd be able to play yeah. the rest of I the season he, yeah i think he'd just have to sit which i mean let's be real i'd love to get paid to like not do my job that'd be really cool but that mm-hmm. i'm not a professional athlete like that's why they're you know competitive and i right. exactly <laughs> like, 
there's just no way I see this working out. And yeah. I mean, it's hockey. I'm sure that there are a lot of, uh, you know, loopholes that <laughs> will come to light. But I, I don't, I just, I don't understand or feel bad how they think that this is going to work out in potentially five, six hours from now, if they're eight hours, if they're in Vancouver. Yeah. I just, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Good luck. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about more uh, in a second. I'm going to go check on the noise my dog just made and just is going to tell you about some cool stuff you can get involved in. Yes. So HelloFresh is a fantastic meal uh, delivery service that you need because it will save you from trips to the grocery store or opening up your pantry and realizing you have all these mismatched ingredients that just don't go together and you need to make a meal. But It's all about convenience with HelloFresh. Not only are the ingredients pre-portioned, so you're not overbuying or wasting food, but it's easier than ever to get filling meals on the table in the snap, in a snap with options like family-friendly or quick and easy recipes. My favorite and uh, favorite part of the week is going online and customizing and picking out my meals. I think that uh, they have over 50 different weekly options and you know you can skip weeks when you don't need to you can change the delivery date hassle-free and they even have an app so uh, head on over to hellofresh.com forward slash uh, locked on nhl and use code locked on 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts that is hellofresh.com slash locked on 16 and use code locked on 16 for 16 free meals and free gifts. If anyone's curious what the noise the dog made was, it was knocking over basically everything on a table because I think she wanted her own hello fresh meals. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, good, good on her for, for getting what she wants. That's, that's just great. Um, We'll turn (laughs) to uh, some more Pacific division uh, nonsense, which is what's going on with Anaheim Ducks Uh, because Dallas Eakins was in, he had an original, he had a three-year contract with the team. There was an option for a fourth year, uh, which would be this coming season. Uh, Everyone has basically looked at this team and has said, there is no way that this team is giving him that fourth year option. He is done. We are going to find a real coach. Um, and instead, the reports are that the team is going to give him that fourth year. Uh, he is in his uh, three seasons with the Ducks. He is 75, 96, and 30. Uh, it is debatable, you know, how much fault lies on him versus the lineup versus whatever. Uh, But the Ducks did get off to a strong start this season uh, before kind of running out of gas and nosediving. He did, you know, help guide them to, they were in a playoff position. They were like top in the West at one point Uh, and they've sort of free fallen. And then now they've traded away like all of their relevant players. So they're even worse. Uh, But 
to say that Ducks fans are like up in arms about this, like this is like the angriest I've seen people about rehiring or retaining a coach in like ages. They want this guy gone. And I don't think I blame them. Mm -hmm. I think that we've talked about it on the show before, but the the usual lifespan of a coach Mm -hmm. within an organization is like three-ish seasons. And that's when you know, you know, it's good or it's sour. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Eakins unfortunately does lose his job in the middle of next season if things go horribly and Ducks fans are just gonna say we told you so yeah and you know you have to feel for the fans because it, it hasn't been a pleasant time but you know you there's there's gotta be a way for them to kind of succeed a little bit through this yeah Um, challenging time of this rebuild yeah and like they're they're so their new gm pat verbeek has been like i think everyone has given him pretty high marks so far in his short tenure like he's been pretty open about the fact of we need to rebuild we need to like this isn't we can't just slap a bandage on this we can't just sign one guy and suddenly we're gonna be good like he he gets it and has kind of prepared the the fan base for the fact that like yeah things are gonna be even more painful than they were and so like in some respects, it's sort of like it sort of makes sense to keep Dallas Eakins if you don't think the Ducks are going to be any better next year than they are this year, because it, it's like for the Kings the year like several years ago they fired John Stevens at the beginning of the season because reasons, and then they hired Willie Desjardins who presided over one of the worst Kings teams I have ever seen. And everyone knew he was just a placeholder. Like everyone knew the team was bad. They weren't going to go anywhere. They were like, they didn't want to bring on, you know, they wanted to see who was going to become available. And you know, eventually they hired Todd McClellan in the off season, but it made sense, even though everyone hated it, even though it was like the worst season of hockey I've seen, like <laughs> it made sense to just, you knew you were punting on the year. You knew that you were playing for a draft pick and not like a playoff spot. So if that's where the ducks are next season, like it sucks. You're going to have to watch a bad team. Like he's not a great coach. He makes weird, like he makes weird decisions. He keeps playing like grinders with, with Trevor Zegris. Like, I don't know what, like, right. Like, what are you going to do? Um, but if you think you're going to be bad and you're gunning for that top draft pick, why not keep a bad coach? Right. And it's a way of tanking. Mm-hmm. With- Maybe a little bit of integrity. Right. It's a little more like dignity than just, you know, the Coyotes Sabres route of trade off literally every player who could do anything. Um, You have some continuity. He like, and I I think the thing that's been frustrating most for Ducks fans is he was fantastic in the AHL as a coach. Like the goals were like a juggernaut under him and that Mm -hmm. success just isn't translating for him at the NHL level. But like, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> you're going to be bad. You're not going to go out and, like, spend all your money on, you know, whoever the next fired coach is. Right. And, like, that's the thing. I'm racking my brain right now, like, thinking what management could do. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's probably nothing. 
at the moment, there's probably a deadline where they have to say, we will be extending this, you know, this qualifying offer or whatever. And, uh, to our coach or, you know, they don't know who's going to become available mm-hmm. on like at the end of the season, right. in a couple weeks. So they have to make a decision in what they feel is best. And, you know, I don't think it's, you know, Daryl Sutter isn't going to come come in there and, you know, get them all magic and turn them into, you know, bad news bears or whatever. But I am just very, uh, it's just it's a bad situation. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. It's fine. I mean, like speaking of Daryl Sutter, like he was with the ducks as like a advisor. And I feel like they've got to be kicking themselves a little bit for yeah. letting him go letting him go and go back to Calgary for that opportunity. I feel like a lot of people were definitely like when, you know, when Sutter took that role, I think a lot of people were sort of expecting him to be, you know, just waiting in the wings for the day they fired Dallas Eakins. And then ta-da, like Daryl Sutter, Anaheim Ducks yeah. coach, which like as a Kings person feels real dirty to me. Right. Like, I I'm okay it. with, but like, no, it's, it's bad enough that like the Kings, their former AHL head coach is now an assistant coach with the ducks and like that's weird enough as it is like i hate that um yeah it's just it's just a bad situation and it's one of those like no matter what you do as like the gm or the ownership like your team's just gonna be bad next year like right just you have to just roll with it and i think that you know obviously it's important for (laughs) for fans to express those opinions and their emotions but at the end of the day they're not the ones running the hockey team and they're not the ones making decisions but I just I don't see a world where that rebuild is fixed over the span of right a three-month offseason yeah yeah and yeah like having that continuity of the placeholder coach who everyone knows you like like him or not everyone in the organization knows him the players know what is expected from them he might not be a great coach, but it's better than like totally upsetting the the apple cart basically by bringing in someone new who's going to want a whole new system. And then you're like, oh, the team's actually good, and it turns out this coach it, this coach isn't the right fit. And then you have to start all over again. Right. Like, There's no is, yeah no point going back to square no. one multiple no. times. No, this is going to upset the. Uh, Dallas Eakins countdown that I know Locked on Ducks has been doing. Uh, basically, after every game, it has been, you know, there are X number of games left in the Dallas Eakins era. Uh, so, hashtag regrets. Like, sorry about that. You can probably hear much more uh, uh, opinions about Dallas Eakins if you tune into Locked on Ducks, because I know that has been a frequent topic over there. <laughs> We're going to talk about my broken defenseman coming up after this. But before we do that, I feel like I need a build bar to power through uh, what what the Kings are going to have to deal with now. Uh, and, you know, y- you can't go wrong. Built bars are delicious. They are full of protein. They're going to give you energy. And the best thing is, to me, they're covered in 100% chocolate. And really anything covered in chocolate is A+. Uh, so if you are looking for something healthy to get you through the day, to give you energy to like deal with watching your team lose again or whatever, uh, you can go and check out Built Bar. They come in a ton of tasty flavors, including the Built Puff, which is a protein infused marshmallow. Uh, they are low in calories, low sugar, 
low carbs, high fiber, and high deliciousness. So go to built.com and see all the different varieties of snack that they have available. They have new flavors that are getting introduced all the time. So you might want to make sure you never miss out. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And we're going to end the show with looking at my poor injury-riddled eternally broken Kings blue line. Uh, because if you haven't kept up with the Kings, which I can't say, I blame you for not doing that. Uh, they are in a playoff position. It's fun. It's exciting. It's scary. Very, very anxiety inducing. Uh, and lately they have been doing it with a blue line that is mostly comprised of rookies. Um, they have like slowly players are coming back in. Alex Edler is the like designated adult and he's back that he, you know, is older and was just injured. He had like a, he broke his leg basically. So that takes a while to come back from. Um, Olimana exists. Matt Roy is slowly coming back from being injured. So like the blue line is getting a little healthier, but the thing that makes the blue line go love him or hate him is Drew Doughty. Um, and <laughs> I know someone on your team who hates him. <laughs> yeah. You know, um... I can't say that I've missed not having that drama this year with right. Dowdy being out. Yeah. Like, I can only have like one player with a Kachuk beef and that's been Brendan Lemieux this year. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, the team announced on Monday. So Dowdy hasn't played since early March. He was hurt in a game against the Bruins. Um, and the team was like unusually cagey about him and his status. Uh, and they announced that he is officially out for the rest of the season Presumably that includes playoffs as well, uh, if, if and when they make the playoffs. Uh, he had to have some sort of wrist surgery, uh, so that's bad, uh, and is, uh, you know, beginning rehab and will be ready for next season. But, like, the hits just keep on coming, man. <laughs> yeah, and when I saw it, my first thought was, oh, no, the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Because I know that the Kings are also kind of in that position with as Anaheim of we have a mix of guys that have been here for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And then we have children who weren't even born when those guys were drafted. God, that's so, so sad. It really <laughs> is. It's so sad. Um, when I see like birth years of like 2002, 2003, I'm like, oh, yeah. No, 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 but what, where does this leave your expectations? You know, I I think for me, in some ways it doesn't change anything because the team has been surviving without him for a month. He also missed a bunch of time at the beginning of the season with a leg injury. Um, What it means is that like, there is no Drew Doughty coming because I feel a lot like a lot of people are watching the team and being like, yeah, this is really rough to watch right now, but Doughty's going to be back and then things will be better. Uh, we don't have that ship to play anymore. So, right. you know, even like if players on the team themselves were even thinking like, oh, I just got to hang on until Drew's back. Like, sorry, but no. Uh, so, you know, it, I think it gives the team clarity of what their blue line's going to have to look like for the rest of the season and who's going to have to step up. Um mm-hmm. A lot of the problems the problems that they've had, I think, have been because players are having to, like, they're playing up. They're playing up in the lineup when they shouldn't be. Uh, guys are getting way more minutes than, like, they necessarily should be playing. Like, 
Sean Dursey, who's a child, I feel like played like 28 minutes the other day, which is like, he's, which is great, but I don't think he's ready for that, but he has to be because there's no one else. So it's like frustrating, especially because Dowdy was one of the loudest guys this off season about, you know, to Rob Blake and the Kings leadership of like, listen, we're ready to like take the next step. We want you to invest in us. We want you to bring in players. And they did like they signed Phil Deneau. They traded for Victor Arvidsson. Um, and, you know, if he's going to be out, if he's going to miss whatever playoff run they get to go on, it kind of stinks for him of, you know, he was the biggest agitator for this. And now he just has to sit on the sidelines and watch and like, you know, get irritated probably. There are very few times where I feel sympathy for a man making $11 million a year. <laughs> but this might yeah. be one of those times where yeah. he's like a crumb. Yeah. Right. Like it's not the tiniest violin, but it's like it's slightly bigger. Yeah. You know, I think that it's great to see the Kings in this playoff Mm -hmm. position. I think that, you know, you you don't have to go into this with this giant uh, expectation. Mm -hmm. I think it's to even be in a playoff spot and. uh, Yeah. It's, it's a shock, like for most people. Yeah, and like I, I talked with um, uh, Jay from Lockdown Blue Jackets. Uh, also covers the the Kings AHL team, so he jumps on the show a lot to just talk about the terrible children on the team. And you know, he he kind of made the point of like this team is basically like you know to to use the betting metaphor, like playing with house money. Of mm-hmm. no one expected them to be here in this position. Um, if they miss out on the playoffs by one point, or if they get in it's still better than anyone expected. And it's still, you know, the, 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 especially the young players are getting to experience a culture of winning instead of the past couple of years of just, you know, being satisfied that you, maybe you got to overtime, but you didn't win. Like now they expect to win games. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's frustrating that like, you know, because the, the, one of the King's biggest problems is they don't have another Drew Doughty. They have like one elite defenseman and then they have some guys. And right. it's going to be defense by committee. And they're all tired. <laughs> they're all so tired, which has been, you know, part of the problem lately is you can tell the, uh, these guys who, you know, no one has played 82 games of hockey in the past, like two plus years. Right. And then you, know? you want us to jump right into the playoffs. Yeah. They're all like, everyone's just hitting a wall, I think. But yeah, it, players, it's, they are just like us. Right? Like, they're, they need naps, too. Right? Uh, I don't know. I think this is good for, like you said, the locker room and the culture. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, from going from a team that had, you know, all of that success when mm-hmm. these children, mm-hmm. I don't know if they remember it, but <laughs> in their early years... The Kings were fantastic. You know, they brought home all those Stanley Cups and then to miss the playoffs for a few mm-hmm. years and then to come back and just be able to say, like, hey, guys, like, we we can win. Yeah. we Like, this is, this is big. And when you're beating those competitive mm-hmm. playoff teams or taking them to overtime and then to a shootout, mm-hmm. that's huge. That is a yeah. testament to how far the Kings have come. Yeah. Which like, yeah, I, I, I can't complain. 
Um, I just am like, please, no one else get hurt. We're out of people. We're out. There's no one left Put to come in. Put them all in bubble wrap. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I think that is the plan. Um, I'm going to get on a plane and go. Actually, they're here tonight. So I'll just go and like sneak in <laughs> right. at the United Center and wrap them all with bubble wrap. Uh, but it's a good plan. Yeah. But it, it's a bummer. But uh, we'll see how it goes. And hey, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't know. There have been a few times where I'm like, when the Flames are losing three in a mm-hmm. row, I was like, oh, right. Oh. There goes that top spot. We're done. It's not to Vegas. Not to Vegas like everyone thought. Gross. Right? Anything can happen. It's sports. Exactly. That's that's kind of the fun part of it, too, because you're just... Your happiness and your mood kind of... Yeah. Depends on how men on knives play. Right? It's crazy. It's crazy. This is what we do. (laughs) Put our hopes and dreams on it. 22 year olds right. <laughs> well we will be back next week with more looks at the western conference as uh, probably more teams lock in playoff spots and uh, we get a little closer to knowing what the postseason is going to look like uh, until next time jess where can folks find you online yes you can find me on twitter and pretty much every other social media platform as jess belmosto uh you can find the podcast wherever you get this one uh locked on flames Awesome. And I'm on Twitter at right said Sarah, uh, locked on Kings as the dog makes herself known. Uh, locked on Kings is available wherever your podcasts, much like this show, uh, your favorite podcast app of choice. Make sure you're subscribed to locked on NHL. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube so you can subscribe there, uh, get notifications for new episodes and, uh, you know, join in the fun as we get ready for the playoffs. So thank you for listening. Uh, there is, of course, great content all week long here on Locked on NHL from our other great slate of hosts. We will be back next Wednesday to talk more about the Western Conference. That is it for today and this edition of Locked on NHL, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.